Welcome to the CompTIA BizTech Podcast, where we talk with industry leaders across our communities and councils to discuss business challenges, opportunities, and strategies for success. Well, it's deja vu all over again. In the past year or so, businesses globally have been somewhat forced into a rapid transition to remote work. So we're all being uh, becoming very familiar with remote work and what it takes to work remotely. And this has created an interesting mix of challenges, uh, opportunities, and uh, innovation, certainly for us in this industry and all of our CompTIA members. But before this transition to remote work, we did see a similar, albeit a little more leisurely, migration and transition to remote compute. That would be the cloud transition. And of course, cloud has been the primary enabler of this latest transformation to remote work. So the acceleration that we have seen in the adoption of cloud platforms as a result of the pandemic has served to reinforce many of the core values of migrating to cloud, namely scalability, adaptability, agility, those kinds of things. Uh, it's a very interesting time for cloud, kind of a revival, if you will, given this uh, push to remote work. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today. My name is Gary Bixler and I'm, this is your BizTech podcast. Our podcast today is brought to you by our emerging tech community, led by Adam Prue. Welcome in, Adam. Thank you, Gary. Happy to be back. Happy to have you and excited to talk about cloud or kind of a new angle on cloud. But before we get to that, uh, as we sit here recording today, we are (laughs) really only hours away from the kickoff of the Super Bowl. Right around the corner, Tampa Bay versus KC, or better referred to as the goat versus the kid. Yes, My money's on the kid. Where are you at? So Hart wants to go with with the GOAT, Brady fan, going to ride or die with him. Um, and, and you know what? One thing I got to say is he's got that team believing, and he has come in there and changed the culture. I, you know, again, as much as I'm, I'm a fan of Brady, I didn't think they would be where they are now. I love that they are. I don't want to hedge my bets here, but I'm also not dumb enough to bet against Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and that team and what uh, – what the coaching staff has done with Kansas city. Um, they're looking really great. Heart says Tampa Bay brain says Kansas city. <laughs> yeah. I, and I respect you know, and, and agree that, you know, the belief seems to be there in Tampa Bay, but I would say, you know, if Tampa Bay believes Mr. Mahomes and Kansas city believe three X, I mean, their confidence is just through the roof right now. So, yes. uh, and that's why, you know, the talent is there. The confidence is there. I think as long as it's not a, a super close game, I feel like Kansas City will, will take care of business. Yeah. If it ends up being a close game in the fourth quarter, though, and, and Tom has the ball in his hands, then I'm switching my pick. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I so think a lot of people like he doesn't him. leave. He's, he needs to score with zero – zero zero on the clock I, I totally agree i totally agree mahomes he's uh, i think we might have said this in previous podcasts but he i've never seen anything like it before and i know aaron Rodgers. people talk about his skill and his natural abilities but that seems to be mahomes you know times 10 so yeah it's uh it's funny because you and i know that uh one of our colleagues annette Tabor, who is our vice president 
of our advisory councils lives in the Tampa Bay area. And she is just super excited about this. And it's funny to listen to her talk about it because she's not really a football fan. So she doesn't know the terminology and things, but she knows she's uh, all in. I love it. For Tampa Bay. So I almost hope they win just uh, just for her sake, because it'll be fun to watch her uh, not be able to contain her excitement. Anyway. Yes. uh, Let's get serious. Enough enough football talk. Enough (laughs) talk about the pigskin. Let's get into this. Uh, we've talked before, you know, a lot of times around kind of the, the water cooler at Comtia about, you know, this year and the pandemic and the transition to remote work being tech time, tech's time to shine. Yes. And certainly that shine has been underpinned by cloud technologies. And in some ways, you know, while cloud seems like kind of just table stakes and it's foundational and it's not really that new anymore and it's certainly not, you know, exciting, it's still you know, kind of seeing a, a revision and a, a move back to the forefront yes. as this remote work uh, transition is underway. So what, what are your thoughts on this discussion that you had in this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you, I think you said it beautifully, which is there's been this bit of a revival um, w- w- to it. So, so this podcast, I speak to a gentleman, uh, his name is Sean Barrett. He's the director of sales and operations marketing at Nuvalex. They're, they're a startup. Um, and we discussed how and why organizations are mi- migrating uh, to the cloud, really the pros and cons of, uh, of different cloud models. Um, we also talk about how businesses are utilizing automation, which is sort of, although cloud is revival and that's sort of the old part of it, this automation is a whole new aspect to it. So we, so we discuss automation in some depth. And then we also, um, you know, we, we talk a little bit about um, how to realize your full potential business value really as a uh, solution provider. So it's a, it's a pretty interesting chat, to be honest. Excellent. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, let's uh, let's get started and listen in to your conversation with Sean. Sounds good. Sean, thank you so much for being here with us today Absolutely. on the BizTech podcast. Appreciate it, man. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited for today. Very excited to have you. Have you? Um, so. Before we before we jump in, and I always like to do this with our guests, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and then you know we can kind of set the stage that way, and yeah. then we'll have our conversation about cloud. Absolutely, completely appreciate. It. Well, again, thank you very much for having me on today. Um, very excited to have the conversation. I think it's a very timely conversation, so it should be a good conversation. Um, a little bit about myself: uh, I am currently the director of sales operations and strategic alliances at a company named Nuvalex. Um, but my history in technology really began since I was pretty much born. So originally I'm from California, born and raised in the Silicon Valley in the Bay Area. So I've really been around technology my, my entire life. No um, and yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, really began my technology career actually around the age of 19. So um, started working at the time, which was considered a startup of a company named Cloudera. And so really when I started that, there is where I really fell in love kind of with cloud, cloud sales, cloud technology, and really started to immerse myself in that entire community. Uh, so from a pretty young age, I was, I was heavily involved in, um, 
in this in this in this industry in this in this area. So uh, from there, I've worked within ISVs or f uh, working with ISVs my uh, my entire career. So obviously started off at, at Cloudera and started there. Uh, from there, I moved into working at uh, Oracle within the ISV group. So I was helping uh, ISVs with their digital transformation. You know, moving from more of an on-prem world to the cloud world uh, at Oracle, Ooh. and now I'm obviously here at, at Nuvalex. So uh, it's been it's been a great time. I've learned a ton over the last eight plus years of working in this industry and uh, excited to talk about it today and share kind of what I've learned. Yeah, no kidding. I was just about to say that's fantastic. So what everyone's going to listen to is really getting an expert on cloud. I mean, you've kind of <laughs> eat, sleep and breathe it for the last, you know, decade. So yeah, I mean, I, I guess I guess you could say that uh, obviously still fairly young myself. But uh, again, I've been very immersed in this community for, for quite some time and, you know, grew up around it. a lot of my uh, family friends and parents, friends and all that type of stuff were, wow. were very heavily involved in this in, in this area. So uh, I've been uh, trained, I guess you could say from a young age to, to be a part of this this industry so right. so yeah i love it i love well yeah. let's let's crack that brain open and let's get some let's get awesome. some answers yeah yeah <laughs> so, i love so, it so let's chat quick uh chat quickly about the the state of the industry so so from yep, your perspective sure. how has the industry fared during the pandemic uh you know evidence supports and suggests that you know maybe moving to a cloud model is the most advantageous right. for it orgs um like how will moving to a cloud improve IT organizations and their businesses? Yeah, so let's let's start off, start off with the first question there. So how have IT organizations really fared during this time? Uh, you know, I think the first thing then the most obvious thing is that this pandemic has been extremely disruptive to, to IT organizations. Um, really, if you look at it, the beginning of this year for anywhere between a three to five month period, there was just a complete pause on, on every IT organization. There was this massive transition from getting everyone out of the office and into this remote, remote workspace. So uh, focusing on that shift uh, really put a huge, huge strain and a huge pause on, on, on IT organizations as a whole. Um, but with that being said, because of this, I, I really think that there's been this kind of newfound appreciation for IT organizations, service providers, et cetera, uh, around the world. Um, you know, for quite some time, I would say that there may have been a little bit of a, a, a lack of uh, acknowledgement for, for the IT orgs within uh, in-house or whether that be a service provider. Uh, you kind of were saw as a... a um, a, a, a nice to have, not really a necessity, so to, so to speak. Sure, but yeah. once this entire shift happened and they realized how difficult it really was to go from being so office centric to now having to have people disparately around the entire world working from home, people really kind of found a new sense of appreciation for the IT organizations and the service providers of the world. So with that being said, um, you know, I think that the, the service providers have obviously had their fair share of ups and downs, especially for service providers that happen to uh, manage a lot of those kind of service industry type clients. So, you know, restaurants, um, you know, hair salons, uh, those types of things, they obviously have maybe taken a little bit more of a hit than, than some others. But with that being said, I think that the uh, service provider community, channel community is kind of uniquely positioned moving forward here to really kind of have a bounce back year in 2021. So, um, you know, I think that they've, they've been able to keep pace after that initial pause, but um, I think that they're, they're poised to have a pretty, pretty strong year in 2021. Absolutely. I, I like it. I like it. Um, you know, uh, Nancy Hammervick here uh, at CompTIA, she always said right. that this year was uh, text time to shine. So Yeah, completely so I, agree. Completely yeah, awesome. agree. So that's amazing. And 
Yeah, and it's great. It's great to see that too, because obviously these guys are the the daily workers in and out that really keep the business running, right? And and people don't really realize that a lot of the time. So there's been this spotlight that's kind of been uh, brought back to the IT organizations of how right. critical and important they are to your organization to run as a whole. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely agree with that. So okay, so so what are some some other challenges you're seeing out there in in the channel that you know some IT orgs uh, you know might be having with cloud adoption? Yeah, um, absolutely. So first of all, you know, one of the things that's great about cloud technologies is it, it, it gives you it, it gives you a few things. And the few things that I think about when I when I think about cloud are, are three things, really. And that's scalability, adaptability and agility. So I know those are kind of uh, some buzzwords that I'm throwing out at you right there. Um, but I think they're, they're they're very true across the board and they kind of all lead into one another as well. So, uh, you know, with, in terms of scalability, using cloud uh, solutions, you, you're uniquely positioned to easily scale up or scale down your operations as needed. So there's no need to really have to worry about actual physical constraints now to, to run your organization. So a lot of times when you're running things on premise, you really have to worry about, can my systems from a memory standpoint handle these additional 1,500, 2,000 users? You know what I mean? So there, yeah. there, there, there's, there's that respect where, where it gives uh, organizations a unique ability to, to really have the flexibility to scale uh, as needed, uh, up or down, as their business continues to grow or shrink, and that moves into the their, uh, it moves into having that adaptability as an organization as well. So, uh, being able to to easily grow uh, in any environment. So this year obviously was a great test for that. Uh, a lot of people had to scale back their their operations, which you know. Uh, cloud services gave them the ability to do with great ease as opposed to maybe using some on-prem solutions. Uh, and with that, that gives these organizations uh, extreme agility so they can easily uh, move into these in different environments without having to really worry about really complex setups or taking a long amount of time to get these things set up. So uh, I think that, you know, cloud technology has given IT organizations those things. Uh, but with that, obviously, there comes some some pains and some some uh, some growing pains, so to speak, sure. with, with being able to effectively implement these types of solutions. And uh, one of the biggest challenges I think I have seen within the channel today is the ability to effectively manage these multiple cloud applications or cloud, uh, cloud solutions across their entire customer base um, or across their entire employee base, right? So uh, managing each customer that has X number of services individually dramatically decreases the, the amount of service efficiency and effective management that you can deliver to each individual customer. And really what right. that stems around is that there's no way for these guys to really effectively manage an entire customer base uh, that is consuming a bunch of different cloud solutions uh, that may differ from each customer to customer uh, because they have to manage every single customer on an individualistic basis. So. Um, I think that's one big problem that I'm seeing there is that overall management of these types of cloud solutions. Right. Um, and I, and to go to go along with that as well, uh, security is a big thing, and I think we've seen that obviously across the board as as we continue continue to move more into this cloud world. Uh, a lot of people don't trust cloud solutions in terms of security, but also from an internal standpoint, uh, there's a lot of security that has to happen from an internal standpoint and internal threats, right? So uh, I think people's ability, IT organizations, their ability to kind of cope and handle and make sure that they have the right processes and solutions in place to, to uh, ensure that their customer and their data and everything of that nature is, is secure and set uh, has been a, been a big challenge for, for a lot of these people uh, and a lot of these service providers. So um, 
that's that's another thing. And then the last thing I think that uh, I've seen as a big challenge within the the channel and and the service provider community today is finding a way to create standardization across multiple different customers. Uh, I kind of referred to it a little bit earlier in this right. statement. Um, which was that, you know, you have to manage all of these customers kind of on an individualistic basis and all of the cloud solutions that they consume on an individual basis. So driving standardization across all of those customers becomes extremely difficult and very hard. Uh, most of the time you have to create very complex <laughs> kind of ad hoc solutions to, sure. to get this standardization uh, uh, completed for, for your entire customer base. So uh, that's another big challenge I think that I'm seeing in the market today is. Absolutely. Uh, is it possible, though? Uh, again, I, it's probably a big, heavy lift, but is it possible mm -hmm. to create a standardization um, across? Absolutely. Okay. Yes, absolutely. It definitely is. And uh, there's a lot of very interesting tooling that's that's out there today as we continue to move more into this cloud-centric world that enables you to achieve some of the standardization across the board. So, um there, it's it's still a very developing industry. It's still a very new industry. It's kind of one of those emerging technologies, so to yeah, speak, absolutely. right? Yeah, absolutely. I love but, it. Um, but uh, the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for here? The uh, the quality of solutions that are coming out now to, to drive this type of standardization is, is uh, dramatically increasing. And I think we're going to continue to see uh, a push into this area from, from a lot of different uh, uh, service providers as well as, as ISV vendors. So for sure. So, so you mentioned, obviously there's, there's pros and cons, there's challenges, there's rewards to sort of any solution that, uh, you know, our, our, our members, you know, uh, stand up. But uh, this is sort of like personal opinion, but do, but do you believe organizations, IT organizations should move to, you know, 100% cloud or mm -hmm. maybe a hybrid approach? Just personally, yeah. what does Sean Barrett think? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great question. And uh, to be completely honest, I think that it's a case-by-case -case basis. And what I mean by that is that uh, I think there's three things that kind of come into play here, and that's size, maturity, um, as well as as uh, um, their their ability to, to really adapt. Just for any solution, they're going to stand up. Um, yep. More of a personal perspective here, uh, but do you believe organizations, IT organizations, should be 100% in the cloud or take more of a hybrid approach? Approach. And again, this is a a Sean Barrett perspective. Sure, absolutely. And uh, that's 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 a fantastic question. And I I really what I believe is that this is going to be kind of a case by case basis. And uh, I think it kind of comes down to two things mainly, and that's uh, size and maturity of the, of the company or the uh, customer that they're that they're trying to manage, right, or that you are trying to manage. Um, so if we look at kind of the SMB SME market, uh, they're really able to adopt and adapt and move at a much quicker rate than maybe say the enterprise market, and really right. that's strictly because of the size and the amount of information and data that they're carrying with them. Yeah. So uh, if you have a company that only has about 500 people in it or less than that, 350 people. In in it, your ability to to move and to be able to adapt some of these cloud solutions is is much greater than an enterprise organization that has 25, 30,000 people. Uh, and that also plays into that maturity concept, right? So a lot of these enterprises, if we look at them, they've been around for, for decades, right? So the, the systems that they have implemented and used have gotten so large and have become so complex that the ability to actually move something like that from, an, let's say, an on-prem solution into a cloud-based solution is, is far more complex and may outweigh uh, the benefit, the cost may outweigh the benefits there of actually moving that 
solution from on-prem to the cloud. Um, now, there's obviously an argument to be had there that there are ways that they can do that to help, help cut costs and, and make themselves more agile, et cetera, while not having to change a whole lot. But I think what we'll see is that this SMB, SME market will start adopting a lot more cloud solutions and becoming more you know, scalable and agile in that respect than, than these enterprise companies. And these enterprise companies, I think, will live in very much a hybrid world, as opposed to these SMB, SMEs that will start to live more in a 100% cloud world. Uh, with that being said, what I think we'll really see in terms of, uh, of, of a hybrid approach is more around identities. So, and what I mean by that is that we'll have an hybrid identity approach because if you look uh, at, at identities as a whole, that's everyone's personal information. So, you know, who they are, where they live, uh, their email, their phone number. I mean, there's, there's a lot of information that comes around a single person's identity. And so there's a security and trust factor there that people are still trying to get over. Right. So we see this a lot in the in the in the channel today is people are operating within this hybrid identity world. So they'll still have, for example, for using Microsoft you know, Active Directory, they'll have an on-prem uh, AD server, but they'll be syncing that into an Azure AD to make sure that they still have that redundancy uh, for for those identities. But they really keep a lot of what they're they're doing on premise still because of that added level of trust and security that they feel. So um, in terms of full full cloud solutions, I think we'll see the enterprise world be really much more hybrid uh, and the SMB SME much more 100% cloud-based. But in terms of the identity world, I think we'll see a lot of, of hybrid identities be pervasive for the next 10, 15 years here. Absolutely. And, and again, I, I, I love I love the answer. Um, uh, very thorough. It is really kind of bleeding into the next question, which was, you know, so this is why service providers, you know, maybe they're transitioning to, you know, the businesses uh, to managing, uh, again, uh, yeah. through the cloud, then then again, on prem, right? You have right. The ability and adaptability to do that. Sure, absolutely. And, you know, I the thing is, is if you look at the market, right, for, for service providers, the main market for them is that SMB, SMB market. So this market, again, is, is obviously adopting cloud at a much more rapid rate than you would see at the enterprise, at the enterprise level. Um, so there, the need to, to manage these cloud solutions to retain and gain additional customers uh, is becoming much more pervasive within the market. So uh, in order to, to kind of keep pace, there, there's this new necessity almost to, to manage cloud. And I think that this is been obviously exponentially accelerated through this pandemic, uh, moving people from working in the office to working remotely right. and wanting to start to adapt more of these cloud solutions so that they can stay productive as, as, as a company, right? So um, uh, I, I think it was Microsoft actually themselves that put out an article that said that we have, we've seen four years of cloud adoption in the last six months, which is, which is incredible if you think about it. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I think that uh, for these, you know, these service providers, these MSPs are really, actually, I think it was uh, somebody from ConnectWise that, that termed this, uh, uh, term this or coined this terminology is a, a TSP or technology solutions provider, which is really what I think we're moving towards. Um, cool. uh, yeah, yeah. So it's more of a, you have to be able to manage both worlds now and you have to be able to, to um, you know, obviously service both worlds. So, um, you know, I, I, I think that has a huge, huge play in it. And also uh, there's a huge revenue opportunity for service providers that are looking to, to manage, manage cloud. Uh, there's, I believe 200 billion plus dollars a year that's spent in, in cloud solutions, uh, and that was recently released from a from a, a Gartner uh, a Gartner statistic that that, that I saw, uh, and, and obviously dominating that entire cloud spend and IT spend in, in cloud is, is SaaS. So. Um, 
there's a huge revenue opportunity for these service providers that are looking to start managing more of these applications and these uh, cloud solutions. So uh, there's there's a big opportunity in the market for 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 service providers. For sure, absolutely, absolutely. So so as 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 IT organizations uh, you know continue to adopt cloud technologies, automation is key to driving widespread adoption. Absolutely. Um, so MSPs currently relying on RMMs to drive this automation yeah. for on-prem solutions. Absolutely, How do yep. you see this playing out in the cloud? Yeah, that's a really, really interesting question, actually. Um, so I think if we look at, you know, traditionally, right? So a, a, as you mentioned, MSPs have looked to their RMM vendors to help them remotely monitor and manage all of their solutions that they have on-premise. And really when this pandemic kind of came around, uh, a lot of MSPs kind of looked to their RMM vendors and said, hey, people are starting to move to the cloud at a much more rapid rate. What can you really do to kind of help us? You know what I mean? And, and a lot of these RMM vendors got, got fairly caught off guard, so to speak, with, with how fast this, this cloud adoption and, and this rapid adoption happened. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of them kind of turned around and said, well, we don't really have a good solution for you as of right now. And so what I think you'll see is this kind of new wave or, of, of RMM vendors or RMM 2.0, if you will, come into play within the market. And so really what that's, that's more around is managing a lot of these SaaS applications in a fairly automated way. Um, so giving you the ability to, to manage a very complex uh, environment across your entire customer base, um, very much in the same way that RMM uh, vendors are, enable you to manage your entire customer base uh, for, for their on-premise solutions right now. And uh, actually, our, our CEO, Brian Hamill, just released a, a really great blog in tandem with SolarWinds on this. So uh, if, you get, if the community is interested, I would definitely suggest to go ahead and, and, and give that a look because he gives a very unique perspective on this but um like like again like i said i think we'll start to see this new tool set of kind of this rmm or cloud rmm uh solutions and vendors come into play here um it won't so much replace these traditional rmms there's still going to be an extreme market for that and obviously there is still a very heavy market for that and i don't think it will go away that kind of goes back into our our conversation about this hybrid world that we were probably going to live in um but this this multi-sas multi-cloud management uh will really revolve around more of this user life cycle management that, that we're going to see for these, these service providers. So their ability to easily and securely manage all the cloud services that their end customers are consuming, we're going to start to see a lot more solutions and cloud toolings come out around that. So providing that automation to, to be able to easily uh, um, manage all of, again, all of their customers, their, the cloud services their customers are consuming in, in, a, in an automated fashion is... Um, going to be, I think, very pervasive in the market come here in the next few years. And, and random question here, does that go back to, does automation also play back into sort of having a standardized, uh, you know, solution for, for managing all your customers? Does that play, or are those two Absolutely. different buckets and I'm not No, 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 oh, no, yeah. you're, 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 you're yeah. totally correct. You're totally, you are totally <laughs> correct. So uh, standardization is a, is a, is a byproduct of automation, right? So a lot of what I've seen in the market today for these service providers is that when they bring on a new customer or a new tenant, so to speak, they want to be able to say, hey, I want my tenant to be set up exactly like this because that's how I want all of my tenants to look like from a from a policy standpoint, an attribute standpoint, licensing, uh, a security standpoint, all of those things. So uh, driving that automation of saying, 
I'm bringing on a new tenant. This is exactly what I want them to look like. Here's the automation tool that I'm using to go ahead and do that. It drives that standardization. So standardization is absolutely a byproduct, byproduct of automation within this market. Very cool. Very cool. So, so Nuvolex uh, enables IT organizations to simply uh, to simplify, excuse me, uh, this daily administration across SaaS applications. Yeah, we do absolutely. So, 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 well, what, what, what does that, what does that mean to and for MSPs? Yeah, absolutely. So, what I think this really means to the MSP is that they can now unify all of their admins, tenants, and cloud workloads into what we call a single pane of glass administration portal. Okay. So, with this, MSPs can heavily automate that user lifecycle management or those ULM tasks that I was speaking of earlier, leveraging these advanced automation workflows that are that are built into the platform. Um, and you know, in doing so. MSPs can dramatically decrease their time to remediation of uh, what we consider to be commonly reoccurring service requests uh, that they see on a daily basis, uh, as well as provide policy-driven configurations for all of their tenants uh, while controlling what each individual admin can do on the platform with extreme granularity. So we really are giving it, these MSPs the ability to, to view their entire customer base and manage their entire customer base and all the cloud workloads that they are consuming from a very automated uh, in a very automated fashion. And all of this is done obviously from a, from a single pane of glass administration portal. So kind of starting to move more into that RMM 2.0 that I was speaking right, of earlier. Right. Um, and uh, really what this does for the MSP is that they can now easily scale the number of customers and the amount of workloads that they're managing uh, without really having to scale physical resources. Uh, we like to say here at Nuvalex that you're, you're able to handle anywhere between three to five times the amount of customers that you're currently managing without adding in a single admin to your, to your, to your IT organization. Um, and all, all that comes through, again, obviously the automation that's built into the platform and the uh, ease of use, that obviously, that's built into the platform as well. So I think that's a huge, huge aspect of, of all of these new uh, RMM kind of 2.0 vendors that are coming into the market today is you, not only do you have to have that automation built into the platform, but if it's not easy to you, if your lowest level, um, if your lowest level admin can't use it uh, on a daily basis, uh, then it's going to be extremely hard for you guys, for the service provider community to, to adopt. So that ease of use really comes into play there as well. So Right, absolutely, uh, and, and, and sorry, not not to jump in, but but that's why it's important. It's ease of use. It's the automation, like you said. If if sort of you know, uh, admin couldn't use it, then I mean, the kind of the whole thing shot at that point. Yeah, absolutely. If there, if if you can't drive mass adoption across your entire IT organizational base with any solution, doesn't matter if it's our solution, a cloud solution, whatever it is there's going to be zero usability. No one's going to use the platform. So that completely defeats the purpose of, of the solution in and of itself. So you could have an extremely amazing advanced you know, solution that does 900 different things, but if it's more complex than, you know, the Pythagorean theorem, then, you know, no one's, <laughs> no one's going to, no one's going to, no one's going to use it. Right. And that's not even that complex of a, of, of a mathematical, uh, you know, you know, um, terminology there. So, uh, you have to have extreme ease of use of, of all of these solutions. And I think that's why a lot of these new cloud vendors and, and, and cloud solutions that are coming out, really where you're seeing them differentiate themselves is in a couple of, of areas. And that's, that's and the main one, I think, is, is just ease of use. And then that obviously plays into the, their ability to, to easily adopt the solution adopt a solution. So um, yeah, that's, that's a huge, huge factor for, for any vendor coming into the market. 
for sure. Yeah, no, makes sense. Makes sense. And we can have a Pythagorean theorem and, uh, <laughs> you know, a calculus. Uh, we can talk taking derivatives <laughs> a, on another podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I, absolutely. I only got a 73 in my calculus high school uh, course. So. Yeah, it's okay. You know, you, you know what? We're we're here to connect with people, not not put uh, numbers down on a piece of paper, right? So uh, you get the grades where it matters. <laughs> there you go. So so Sean, we're 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 almost close to wrapping here, but uh, do you have any final advice that you you know you'd like to give, or maybe we didn't cover today? Something that you know the MSP community and our members and 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 our listeners should know about. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I think as we continue to move into to 2021 here, really the, the, the biggest thing for MSPs and the service provider community as a whole, right, is that as they continue to evolve their business model, move more into this kind of cloud-based world, uh, they need to focus, I think, on, on a few things. One is the types of services that they want to manage. Um, two, how are they going to manage those services? And three, really, what is the most cost-effective way of, of, of doing that? So um, I think that if you can find a, a marriage of, of all three of those things and really kind of hone in on those, uh, that you're going to be extremely successful and very well set up to move into 2021. Um, and obviously, as you continue to adopt more tooling and be able to manage more services, you're going to continue to drive that, that service margin up, right? So um I, I, again, I think that it's very important for the service provider community to, to, to focus on those three things and really understand, you know, how they're going to do that moving into next year, because it, it's not slowing down. Cloud adoption is, is not slowing down. If anything, it's continuing to rapidly expand and accelerate. So um, learning how to manage kind of this, as we've said for a very long time, this new normal uh, is going to be extremely important for the service provider community. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, given the whole, and this is a blanket statement, these emerging technologies, and I use, you know, sort of that term loosely, I, I, I do believe cloud has been the one emerging technology that has been really uh, well adopted and adapted yeah. to, to uh, you know, to the industry that that is really kind of taken, you know, again, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying this in a negative way, but you know, the blockchains and, you know, things that are still a little ways, well, maybe not blockchain, that sort of became mainstream this year too, because of the, <laughs> Because sure. everything that happened, but you know, again, things that are sort of coming down the pike two, three years from now. I really think cloud was the one emerging again, emerging technology that really found uh, yeah. you know some legs in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. I I I, I totally agree. And uh, you know, one of the the great things about cloud technology is that you don't have to be a rocket scientist to use it. You know, the, a lot of these things are, are very simple and very straightforward to use, which for the service provider community as a whole is, is extremely valuable, right? Because now you are enabling your lowest cost resources, you know, those guys that are that L0, L1 tech or L1 admin to be able to, to use a, a solution in a platform at a very efficient and effective way. So uh, there's a lot of what we call service margin to kind of be had there through using these new, to this, these new tools. Um, and the reason for that is because you're able to to drive down that that cost of delivery, that service delivery cost, while being able to drive up the number of solutions and customers that you are you are managing. So uh, the the more you're able to drive down that 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 service delivery cost, and the more you're able to drive up the amount of customers and services that you are managing, and able to obviously uh, charge more of a premium for or gain additional revenue from that that service margin continues and continues to grow there. So um, 
I guess a kind of another final word of advice here to, to the service provider community is, is make sure that you are, are doing things in a way where you are continuing to drive that service margin and, and, and find, find tools that help you to, to drive that service margin up and be able to manage more solutions, be able to manage more customers while keeping your, your service delivery costs fairly flat. Um, I'm not saying that we're the answer to that. We probably can't answer all the things that that that, that help that out. But uh, I think there are a number of solutions that are out there today with, uh, within the market that can definitely help help the service service provider uh, community do that. So, um, you know, that's that's an extremely important thing moving in uh, into 2021 here as well. Fantastic, Sean. Amazing advice. I, I truly appreciate you taking the time to chat with us this afternoon. Um, Absolutely, it was, it was fantastic. It's great to be here. So I really appreciate you having me on here, Adam. No, no. I, to, honestly, our pleasure. Um, happy to have you. Looking forward to another conversation with you. Uh, again, Absolutely. thank you for uh, really, you know, talking about cloud in a, in a way that, uh, you know, really understandable and easy to digest. <laughs> so I appreciate, well, I appreciate it. it. No, I appreciate you guys. And obviously it's great what CompTIA does for, for, the, for the IT community and um, just happy to be a part of it. And hopefully, you know, people found what we had to say today valuable. And, uh, you know, if anyone in the community wants to reach out and discuss more, I'm obviously more than happy to do so. And uh, obviously learn from them as well, because uh, in terms of experience, I guess you could say I'm still fairly tenured, uh, still fairly, you know, fairly young uh, and, and would love to connect with other people and learn more about the community and uh, obviously more about this industry because it's just going to continue to grow and get more complex and there's just so many amazing things that are, that are coming out nowadays that kind of make you just go wow I can't can't even believe that's possible you know Absolutely. what I mean so uh, it, was, it was again great great to be here really appreciate the time thank you so much for having me and I uh, look forward to doing this again sounds good thanks Sean Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the CompTIA BizTech podcast. For more information on CompTIA membership, communities, and councils, visit comptia.org membership. If you enjoyed this podcast, the greatest compliment you can give us is subscribing, sharing, and liking the broadcast.